0: Yeah. Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard, but more specifically Views University. I'm Harley Johnson, and I'll be hanging with you for this short episode, Breaking Down Something um, in the Realm of Michigan Sports. Um, I'd like to remind y'all that Views U is, for those of you that m- may not know much about the stuff Hannah and I are talking about over on Views from Stadium Boulevard, but would like to, um, football and eventually basketball can be a lot to juggle on top of coursework and stuff on campus, so Han and I are here to be that soundboard, um, for all of you guys, um, to just filter your questions, thoughts, concerns, um, we're here for that, so um, we'd love to help you when it comes to breaking down Michigan sports that we cover. Um, so Han covered the who's who of Michigan football in the very first episode of Use You. And most recently, she talked about basic football, like the X's and O's, like all that like basic um, like scoring, uh, positions, like all that information Han went over. So if you're looking for something like that, uh, go check out those episodes. They're super short um real easy to listen to and you'll learn a lot um I covered the stats uh basically the box score um in my first episode um so if that's something that is confusing to you you might want to check that out um but yeah we cover a lot of ground in those so uh yeah um so this week um in light of the Lions game I know it's not really Michigan as in the universities um team but maybe most of y'all are from the state of Michigan I'm not so that's why I said that Um, but I was watching the game on Monday night like most of the U.S. was and um, it inspired me to pick officiating Uh, basically the rules um, upheld by the unbiased party while a game is going on I just wanted to go over certain like penalty calls and like those kind of things that you see um, during games because they definitely happen. Um, so yeah, um, maybe you noticed, on uh, this, like, yellow object, which is a flag, go flying through the air, um, they are thrown all too often, like, all too way often are they thrown by a dude, um, wearing a black and white striped, uh, shirt, and, um, the game usually stops, and some random dude on a microphone starts saying some words, and maybe you don't know what's going on, um, but, like, the rest of us, you're just, like, can the game just go back to being on, please? Um, unless it's, like, you know, against the other team, in which we all care about that. So, um, but, yeah, most penalties, like I was talking about, um, result in anywhere from 5 to 15 yards. But some of them, like, pass interference, which will go over. Um, the ball will get placed at the spot of the foul. So, basically, where the foul occurred, the ball will be put there. Um, and, like rules such as like unsportsmanlike conduct, like if you get called for that more than once, you can get ejected and targeting. If you're found to have been targeting a player, I'll break that down too, you'll also get ejected from the game. Um, But yeah, so um, I'll just pick some of the things that you will most likely see during an everyday game. And um, hopefully um, you'll start to recognize it, I guess, out on the field. Maybe, maybe not. Sometimes it's hard to see when you're like super far away. Um, so something that gets called quite often is um, like holding. Uh, basically, that's holding, like physically holding or restraining. I guess is a better word for it. Um, another player when they're not in possession of the ball. Um, you see that a lot with like tugging on jerseys. It happens frequently on the line, um, whether that's from the D line or the O line of whatever team is out on out on the field um so that is something that gets called quite often um it's a little hard to see when you're far away but it happens a lot so that's what that is um another thing that gets called is offsides so that's specifically when the defense crosses the line of scrimmage basically where you line up with the ball um before uh the play starts um so a lot of teams will try and like draw the defense off sides to get that five yards because you'll get the automatic first down. Um, and that can be used to your vantage, um to either continue uh, your drive or to be within like field goal range or within the red zone. So like sometimes teams specifically uh, try and lure the defense offsides. sides. Um, it's just a matter of if it happens or not. Um, so on the flip side of that are, is false starts. So it's basically offsides, but for the offense. So a false start is when the offense um, moves before the um, snap of the ball or the clap or whatever they're listening for. Um, And then that results in them getting a five-yard penalty. So they're moving back. So that goes to the disadvantage of the offense. Um, But, yeah, the defense is probably trying to lure um, the offense off, off to um, do a false start. Um, so, those are the ones you kind of see a lot, and, like, our team is, like, real shaky with those, so, like, we're usually, like, being called for one of those. Um, but another one that you probably see a lot is pass interference, or, like, hope to see a lot is pass interference. Um, so this can happen either, um, on the offense, like, it can be offensive pass interference, or it could be on the defense, so defensive pass interference, um, and that's basically when a player is going up for the ball, trying to catch it, um, but the person that is deemed the eligible receiver, whether that's on offense or if that's on defense, um, isn't fairly allowed to catch the pass that's moving forward. Um, the, the best way I can like, describe that is from the Lions game. <laughs> um, so uh, the receiver went up for the ball, um, but the Packers cornerback basically the dude that covers a receiver. Um, he's on the secondary of a defense I just slung his arm over the chest of the, one of the lion's receivers um, and so they weren't able to catch the ball. Um, that wasn't called but we'll get into that <laughs> maybe. Um, but that's what it is in a sense. it's like you're negating the ability of the receiver to catch the ball. Um, thus giving your team an unfair advantage. Um, A lot of the times our team will try, you'll see most often um, when we're going for a deep ball, like a pass that goes for more than maybe 10 yards, um, you're trying to draw the pass interference um, because, like I said earlier, if you get called for pass interference, the ball goes to where that foul happened. so the further down the field you throw it, that's where the ball goes. So you definitely want to use that to your advantage. And sometimes we get it and more likely than not, it's just an incomplete pass. <laughs> so you start over. Um, let's see. Another big one that it's like almost like a not like a site of controversy, but like it's still relatively new. So a lot of like refs and spectators and players alike don't really know like the full like, clarity on this rule, but it's targeting, um, and that's essentially to really protect the players from head injury, um, is a huge, huge concern, um, especially for football players, um, in the long run, like, head injury is, like, super serious, and they're trying to make the game safer, um, but a lot of people are confused on the kind of like murky idea of targeting. But anyways, um, in a very, very, very basic um, definition of what targeting is, is um, it's a, the, a player is deemed defenseless. Um, I'll use Dylan McCaffrey as an example. Um, he had... He, he didn't get called for targeting, but he had two guys called for targeting against him um, in the Wisconsin game. So, Dylan left the pocket, um, basically. And then when he ran the ball, he went to start sliding, um, thus becoming defenseless. Um, when you start as a quarterback into the sliding motion, you become a defenseless player. Um, but one of the Wisconsin's um, defensive players... Um, lowered his head, which is the big (laughs) no-no, or your shoulder, and you drive it into the, um, the opponent's, uh, helmet, um, and if you're lucky, you don't get knocked out, um, but in Dylan's case, uh, you got a concussion and multiple weeks off, so, um, like I said, it's meant to really protect players, um, but, Sometimes it's, like, hard um, because sometimes it's very blatantly targeting um, and players should be ejected for it, but sometimes it's not really clear as it was, you know? Um, But for the second targeting call that Dylan got, like, not him, like he didn't target anybody, (laughs) but against him, it was definitely, definitely targeting. So, um, if you haven't seen that video, that is a perfect example. Um, yes. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? Um, other things you'll probably see, um, just, like, basic things, like, roughing the passer or the kicker. Um, essentially, it's, like, when the ball is no longer in the, uh passer, which is most likely the quarterback, or the kicker's, most likely the punter's hands, um, and you make contact with them, Uh, you can get called for um, roughing the passer or the kicker. Intentional grounding sometimes happens. Um, That's when a quarterback goes to uh, throw the ball, usually to avoid getting sacked, um, and the ball doesn't cross Um, back to the line of scrimmage, so he gets called for intentional grounding. Um, And sportsmanlike conduct is, or just an unsportsmanlike, is often called too. Um, But with this one, um, it doesn't necessarily just have to be um, a player out on the field. Um, Harbaugh has been called for unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, I'm pretty sure... Um, during the Oklahoma Texas game last week, both teams, um, before the game even started, um, they got into this like scuffle, and both um, teams were hit with unsports- unsportsmanlike. Um, so it's basically just anything when the ball is not in play, um, and player, and a player, players, coaches, other random people on the sidelines, um, do anything that's inappropriate to it could be against inappropriate to an official or somebody else on the field or as in the opponent basically you're not going to be called for unsportsmanlike conduct against your own team unless like you don't like your teammates but whatever um but another thing I wanted to do just to throw some shade at Sparty um you can get called for having 12 men on the field um basically you're only only allowed to have 11 and um if you can't count like Sparty you have 12 and you get called for it because it's very obvious and then you get penalized for it and then you lose to Arizona State life can be brutal <laughs> um but yeah like i mentioned like these kind of rules um are really like in place to kind of either protect players or to make the game seem fair um but human error Obviously, um, seems to play like a crucial role in this, and a lot of spectators can get really, really frustrated with calls. Um, whether it's a call isn't called at all, or a call, a play, uh, a penalty that is called is just bogus, um, and it it can be really frustrating, um, especially because sometimes it feels like your team is getting an unfair advantage. I know like for example in like if you accrue like enough penalty yards like it can severely impact the outcome of the game and um I know specifically for us the one that I most recently thought of was obviously army we had a lot of penalty yards called against us just from like dumb mistakes like from false starts offsides but like any of those like penalty yards like your opposing team can like use that to their advantage, and you can lose games, um, just, like, more often than not, like, if you have enough penalty yards, like, the odds of, like, winning, I don't know if this is actually true, um, just seem, like, really diminished to me, personally, um, whether or not your team can actually, like, pull it off, because they're able to, like, capitalize offensively, regardless of the amount of penalty yards they have, I don't really know, can't relate, but, um, yeah like it it's really iffy out there um in terms of like those kind of vibes um but like I said at the very very beginning um this was inspired from the Lions game which like officiating is meant to be the like third party um to make sure that the game is fair and that now one team has an advantage over the other um but sometimes like just the fact that how far we've come in terms of like review- reviewing things um, the amount of technology we have available to us to actually look over like these calls or whack thereof um, should really like sw- like not sway a game like one way or the other but if I'm being completely honest I- like I've never seen such like blatant like like, disregard for officiating in a game in my, like, entire life. Um, it was so terrible, um, just from the calls that were called, like, for example, um, there were two hands-to-the-face calls in that game, um, which gave Green Bay the ability to get a first down, uh, I think both times they were on third down, and I think his name is Trey Flowers, got called twice. Um, never been called for it in his entire career um, up until that game. But the thing about it was when you reviewed it, because the announcers and the, like, broadcasters will always show, like, what they're reviewing, um, what the refs are reviewing. and But for this, like, instance, he had his hands in the dude's shoulder pads, which is completely legal. Hands to the face is when you have like their hands in the face mask, or like, up into the helmet, which is obviously, again, meant to like protect your head. Um, and you can't really see with someone's hands in your freaking face. Um, but if your hands are not in the face, then it is obviously not a hands to the face call. And he, both times he had his hands in the shoulder pads. And that was just complete nonsense. Um, but I know, like, maybe we're not all Lions fans here. I'm not a Lions fan. <laughs> I don't know. I just seemed to, like, lump myself in there, but I did. Um, I was just really mad. Um, but for us, put it in the Michigan perspective, very, very depressing Michigan perspective, but for us the one that hurts the most and probably traumatizes us and haunts us to this day was the fact that JT Barrett, when he ran for it on fourth down in 2016, was short of the goal line, but the refs gave him the first down and we lost the game. And that's the whole concept of what I wanted to say, was that sometimes, like for as good as this concept is supposed to be, it it just... Sometimes just seems that there's no regard for it and that one team is favored. And that's, it just gives rise to those kind of like ideas and notions. And I know football is not about any of those things. But just like blatant miscalls like that, with all this knowledge and technology available to us, it's just baffling that things like this are occurring um, and that they can severely impact how a game turns out, um, but, yeah, that's basically all I wanted to cover, um, sorry if it was a little lengthy, but, um, (laughs) I'm just really passionate about this game, and it was crazy, and hopefully you can keep your eye out so you notice some of this BS sometimes, too, um, and can call it out for it, so, yeah, go, uh, like, rate, subscribe, um, views, um, from Stadium Boulevard, we'd love to hear from you, and, um, yeah, go blue.